Uh, so that that wouldn't even honestly make it into the program committee's eyes sure. for review. So um, so yeah, we have a, we have a healthy blend of of practitioners who are presenting and vendors. The data set that we're looking at, though, that then is driving these trends um, is 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 both. It's coming from all parts, all facets of the of the ecosystem. Yeah. I mean, goodness, there's there's policymakers who are contributing into this. There's right. lawyers who are contributing into this. So it's it's a little bit of all all corners of the industry. That's one of the things that's kind of interesting about this. Obviously, if you go on the show floor, you're getting all the marketing messages and and that type of communication from sure. a tremendous number of vendors. But this is a big data set. You said 2,400 submissions. And this is yeah. what the practitioners, what people in government agencies are thinking, and and you're doing the analysis on that. And I, I don't, I don't know that there's another. It's not like we have a Gallup polling, right? That's polling practitioners and doing focus groups. So this this is one of the better data sets if you want to get a, your finger on the pulse of the practitioners. I feel like. I I would agree, and you know, in my in my perfect world. If we're going to geek out on data together, what would be interesting then is to you know cross compare this to uh, the the body of descriptions of vendors on the show floor to cross compare that to all of these submitters for our innovation sandbox. That was actually yeah. you know that was also a record number of submissions that we had this year uh, to to look at you know what seemed to be early indicators. Are we seeing? Are we seeing early horses in the race from yeah. what comes through from call for speakers or ISB or Expo Floor to kind of triangulate some of those things together? The Genealogy of Cybersecurity is a new kind of podcast. Here we'll interview notable entrepreneurs, startup advising CISOs, venture capitalists, and more. Our topic? The problems of cybersecurity, new attack surfaces, and innovation across the startup world. Welcome. I'm your cybersecurity analyst, Paul Shomo. Okay, so I am Britta Glade. I am Vice President of Content and Curation for RSA Conference, um, and I have been lucky enough to be working on the RSA Conference content side for, goodness, I think I'm at year seven or year eight now. It, it um, if, if it was a child, I could tell by how tall the child was at this point, right? Um, or how far they are in school. So it, it's a really, it's a fun opportunity to work with people from across the industry. I came out of an analyst relations background, so I'm lucky that I get to continue engaging with a lot of these great industry analysts and such too, um, as we continue on our journey in cybersecurity together. Absolutely. And and we met last year, we we talked and geeked out a bunch about so we, we both we both have this same passion of going meta behind behind trends and trying to find where's the really good high fidelity data not the you know the the noise essentially and so i was really surprised when you told me because i you do put out this blog post every year but when you told me what is behind it and the work you're doing with the data i i got really interested in you put put your your report every year on my calendar so i so i look it up um so could you talk about that a little bit about the data set behind it you bet. I love a fellow geek with the data because there's always there's a story and there's a story behind the story and there's probably several other chapters to the story with with any time we look at data. Um, so this year's data set exploded, Paul. We had more than 2,400 submissions to speak at RSA conference, which is an all-time high. 
Um, and that is, that's the fundamental data set that we use to, um, to look at these trends. And some of it, so there's a, there's a pre-read process um, with me and my colleague, Casey Zirkus, and Dr. Hugh Thompson, who's our program chair. We read every single submission that comes in um, for, for a couple reasons, right? We're looking at it for, well, we're looking for it for, is this a high quality submission? because we want to make sure that everything we pass on to our program committee for review, you know, passes that, that basic muster. Um, if there's time, we go back to the submitter. If we see gaps, if we see something that maybe they could do a little bit better because we want to make sure everyone's best foot is put forward. So, so we're doing that. And in the course of, of that read, we're keeping track of what, what seems to be rising to the top? And sometimes it's it's little tiny things. It's onesie twosies with wow, I've I've never heard this word before, or this description before, or this sentiment before, or or whatever it is. And sometimes it's um and sometimes sometimes that is driven by a vendor with a point that they're trying to get across. Other other times it's coming from many many different sources. And those are those are the interesting trends that really do bubble to the top and really give us a view of what's on the you know, collective mind, if you will, of the industry. Some of it is some of it is is reflective on the past, mm -hmm. and some of it is is looking toward the future. Yeah, one one thing I, I wanted I wanted to get a little clarification on. So in general, RSA favors practitioners over vendors. Is this more practitioner data set or vendor data set? What does that look like? RSA conference, yes. The selections that are made, it, it really is, we've got lots of fantastic vendors who, mm -hmm. who do present. There's a lot of really talented vendors who are, are employed across the industry. Now, they know when they're on the RSA conference stage, that their job is to be neutral and educational. Mm -hmm. So that is that, that's the necessary bar that all submissions are held to is, is this educational? Is it, is it neutral? Meaning it's not pushing a particular product or solution as this is the only way to solve this issue that we've just laid out is, you know, blah, blah, blah product from XYZ vendor. But I really like this data set because um, it's one of the few places where you can really reach into it's not even just practitioners because it's going to be the more influential practitioners. Exactly. The, you, you tend to get some of the, you know, the fortune 1000 folks. Um, when you have someone like ADP, for example, which is presenting on our, our DevSecOps track, talking about you know, a specific program that was implemented there in a pretty big form, uh, Netflix, similar kinds of things. So you get these, these big influential companies, um, talking about experiences they have. And we see, you know, what, what gets, what goes into this trends analysis, this trends work that we do. Uh, let's, let's use it. Let's use an iceberg, um, analogy. If we mm -hmm. will, everyone uses iceberg analogies, right? So there's, there's the part of the iceberg above the water that you can see. Yep. I would equate that to the session title, the session abstract that gets printed. Um, you can go to the RSA conference site right now. You see that information, for the for the you know lucky folks who were selected to present, but the other part of the submission that comes through that we're looking at for trends, the under the water piece of the iceberg, if you will, is the session detail. Uh, so we you know there's a very there's a longer portion of the submission that that's the submitter talking 
directly to us as the program committee in their words with a whole lot more detail, which is which is important detail to help the program committee differentiate between you know potentially like submissions on similar kinds of topics. So that's where you really you peer into the heart and soul, if you will, of the submitter. You really understand what are the things they're struggling with, what are the things that they are overcoming, what are challenges that they have faced within their deployment of identity, for example. Right. Um, and that's those are the things that bubble up, I believe, some of the less obvious trends, some of the, uh, wow, let's, let's watch this space for a while, that might not come up in the uh, you know, 400 characters or less abstract that you see on the RSA conference site. Great point. So if you were to scan your agenda, and I think some people do this and they get a feel for what the the, the approved and, and th- talks that actually uh, got approved, you might feel like you're getting a feel for what the trends are. But there's, you know, pr- probably what, another 1,500 words that, that was submitted behind that to describe the, the actual content. 2,500 actually, yeah, 20? so almost double that, Paul. So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of richness behind that, exactly. Yeah. And, and also, so you have something on uh, open source. Uh, that's always been, been getting beat up, beat up a bit this year or a little more than a year for uh, vulnerabilities, but you might not know that 20 submissions were for that and you only let through two, whereas uh, another another uh, talk came through, you might've only gotten one in that area. So you're kind of weeding that as well, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so that is the challenge of the program committee when they're looking at, uh, Gosh, I'll say you know one the the first the first topic of of the trends blog this year that we looked at was Ukraine versus Russia. Mm-hmm. No surprise there, yep. right? Um, what was interesting there? I mean, goodness, we could have had a full track just on the analytics, intelligence, and response angle of the Ukraine versus Russia if we wanted to. Uh, and the program committee struggled with that. They they were like, gosh, there's all these really good submissions. Can we please add? Can we? So all of those things, you know, what turns into the RSA conference agenda, all of these factors and we're weighing and we're debating and we're wrestling between program committee members with trying to figure out how much real estate does any particular topic have. The analytics, intelligence and response team was challenged with, you know, they have to figure out how much how much weight are they yep. giving to any particular topic? Because they're looking at 300 other submissions that are in their purview for selecting 14 total sessions, if you will. Uh, so you look at Ukraine versus Russia, there's a couple that deal with the intelligence piece of it, the analytics, the that side. There's a couple more sessions that you've got very interesting high-ranking um diplomats and policymakers speaking about you know how did how did we work together you have yet another group uh there's one a very interesting one on the on the uh the fraud prevention track mm-hmm. that's looking at it from the side of uh, a bank and, and and just to be clear too so you're talking about you have data scientists working on the the full set of submitted data uh, but you also have you also have people to have committees of experts that are independent of RSA and decide what what goes in as well too, correct? Yes, yes, okay. that and that's a, that's a, well, they 100% decide what go in, okay. which is a very very important piece of RSA conference. 
if you add up all of the different folks who are involved in our program committee function across all of the different activities, we've got over 150 different folks that are you know, donating their time, donating their um, you know, their expertise to to battle it out with each other <laughs> to make the selections of what actually makes it onto the RSA conference stage. So, so those folks are looking, you know, independent. Their job is not analyze the trends and come up with the big collective right. things. Now we do have a really, really, uh, it's my very favorite call that we do as part of this whole process. We bring the whole group together to speak about trends. You know, they each have their own tree, if you will, in the forest with you know their collection of submissions they've been given to review. And then we bring all of our trees together to have this forest conversation with what bubbled up, what, right. what matters a lot, what do we need to make sure that our attendees at conference are exposed to. And when you get that mashup of perspectives of different areas of expertise that these that these folks are bringing together, sparks fly. Yeah. And that that conversation does inform some of what lands in this trends blog, but um, the very much so. And the other part of this trends blog is that the quantitative data yeah. that's coming up from those data sets. Let's go over some of these these big trends that you saw in in your your report here. Yeah. So you already mentioned Ukraine and um, Russia, obviously. Quantum, uh, you, can you talk about that just from a very high level of what, what you saw there? But th this, this is a fun one. You know, the, the joke had always been, oh, it's the year of PKI for many, many years. And um, quantum has kind of been in that same bucket where you were getting little tiny fringe submissions for, mm -hmm. for, for many years many of those from the same um, individuals, from the same organizations. And quantum just seemed to explode this year. And and the question there is why, right? And that's where, you know, in the in the post we pointed to, you know, certainly there's the NIST algorithms, there was some Nobel Prize focus here, there's NSA requirements. So so some of that is wow, these are obvious indicators that have probably pointed us that direction. Uh, and, and it did, you know, it was reflected across many, many different submissions that came through. So I, I, there's, there's going to be some great conversation there. There's going to be some great content that gets into things from quantum, both from a, a you know, the, the, the deep bits and bytes side, if you will, but also the business applications and implications and, and, and such there. Sure. And then uh, open source is a big trend, it looks like as well. Open source is a huge trend, and that's a that's an interesting one, Paul. Because if you were to look at our agenda last year, you'd say, "Well, Britta, you had a whole track focused on open source last year. You don't have it this year. Doesn't that just that seems backwards from what you're telling me?" And the reality there was, open source is so pervasive at this point that we decided, you know, collectively with our with our group of it didn't make sense to band it just to a single track because it really was pervasive everywhere. Um, and that's exciting. And I think it's important that we're recognizing that as an industry uh, really, because really, it's, 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 you're, you're, you're really talking about um, open source use in the supply chain and software bill of materials. Also when you're, when you're referring to this, this general umbrella, right? 
Correct. Um, and, you know, I loved Alan Friedman, who I'll always, you know, he's he's my my poster guy for, for the whole S-bomb world. He has a great LinkedIn post on this where he, he, he pointed actually to this trends book and true to some of the discussion here, because, again, S-bomb, you can look at as this is, you know, this is software bill material. This is what's required of me because of the, you know, Biden administration executive order. But you look at how this is being internalized then into companies, right? They're having to approach development differently. They're having to, you know, producers of products are having to list things differently. Policymakers are having to, uh, you know, keep track of things differently. So this is another one of those, wow, the tentacles of open source really have touched all parts of our ecosystem. Yep, yep, great, great point. You also have your shifting right and shifting left. Uh, this is a... This is a big one. It's kind of hard for, I think, people to wrap their heads around because we're talking about software developers, every company becoming a software company. Tell us about that, what you saw there on that trend in terms of submissions. It is. And it's it's interesting because for so long it was the shift right, shift left, shift, shift right. That, that was, generally speaking, the tone of submissions that was coming in. This year, there was a lot more on the shift left. And then there was discussion about shifting center. So, you know, our words were having a little bit of fun here in the trends blog, but this really is a, this is a process conversation. How are organizations approaching it? It is the people, you know, I always look at things as process, um, people and technology, and this really does stretch across all of those. Uh, and, you know, certainly cloud, has, is impacting yep. this heavily. Speaking of you know pervasive technology, uh, cloud certainly is is affecting everything everywhere. So there was a different sentiment to how this was being discussed this year. People well, undervalue um, the language, you. but when they're trying to get into a new field, one of the big things they're doing is learning what words to say and how to use them so they sound like they know what they're talking about. So that's, that's actually a much bigger thing that people realize. And so one of the things you're doing here too, as well as you, you, you mentioned in your data set, you're, you're pulling out specific words and terms and you're waiting. So when we're looking at these these trends in your reports, you're pulling you're you're pulling out these these phrases and these terms, these buzzwords as well. Correct. Correct. Some of the buzzwords um, being fully defined in the moment. Mm -hmm. Some of the buzzwords as being, huh, okay, I have for example, if we go back to our S bomb conversation, uh, there were sessions that talked about X-bomb, H-bomb, D-bomb, P-bomb, and C-bomb. Yeah. There were so many you know, letters put in front of bomb, which which again is indicative of, wow, some, there's a stickiness to how an S-bomb approach is being approached that has impact beyond just the software bill yeah. of materials, if you will. And that was Britta Glade, RSA Conference VP of Content and Curation, here with the people's trends. Those trends from submissions of technical sessions to RSA that come from primarily from practitioners, government folks, also some, some from influential vendors, but one of the really great data sets to figure out what's going on in the practitioner's mind. See you next time.